0: Good evening. Welcome to Tea Fairy Storytime Podcast. I am posting this about almost 12 hours later than what I meant to. Um, maybe a little bit more actually. It's been a busy day in Tea Fairy world. Everything from my butterfly-controlled air conditioning not working correctly and having to get new butterflies in there to make it work correctly to return returning my horse-drawn carriage that got me across the country to the magical horse-drawn carriage cargo place You know fairy stuff but very very busy fairy stuff building new lightning bug furniture and all the things And it just has been a huge distraction from the moment I woke up, and I never got around to doing story time. So, here I am, almost bedtime, and I realized that I had not done the podcast, and so I am here to read you chapter four of Like a Spark by author Lindsay Stanley because I promised that I would read a chapter a day every day and I like to try to keep my promises and I think it's important to read every day a little bit if you can, if you can fit it in. It's important to try to make that time and these chapters are very short and so really it doesn't take a lot of time. So here I am, chapter four, The View from the Back. And this, again, is from Like a Spark by Lindsay Stanley. And you can find this book on Amazon. You can buy the paperback. You can buy it on Kindle. Or if you are a Kindle Prime member, you can actually get it for free. And you can download it and read it along with me. But $20 for the paperback copy is absolutely worth it because the illustrations that were drawn in this book and painted by illustrator Oba... Oh, but, hmm, Obaidula Obaidullah Awan. It's a very unusual spelling. O b a i d u l l a h, a w a n. Obaidula Awan. These pic- pictures are beautiful. I was once told when I was very, very young fairy that there are two things that are very, very hard to draw, and if you succeed at drawing them, then you are truly a very good artist. And those two things are your hand, like a very detailed drawing of your hand, and making it look realistic, and then the other is horses, if you can draw a horse and make it look realistic That you are a very good artist. And that was something that was told to me when I was very young. I don't know if it's true, but I will tell you that the drawings of the horses in this and then the paintings that were made from them are just beautiful. So, the last chapter that we read, the main character, our our friend Petra, um, sprung wings. Horses normally don't have wings, but Petra, it turns out, is a Pegasus, and she has wings. And these wings have caused problems already and have gotten her family in trouble. So let's find out what happens now in Chapter 4, The View from the Back. After that day, Petra didn't see Felia very much. And when she did, Felia wouldn't look at her or talk to her. They weren't friends anymore. Years went by, and Petra got older. Her mane grew longer and her legs grew stronger. She felt sad because she didn't have any friends to run beside her anymore. And most of all, she felt embarrassed because of her wings. She hated her wings. They were big and useless and in the way all the time. And of course, the rest of the herd hated her wings too because of what had happened to Felia. They all looked at her with disdain as if she had meant to hurt her. And when they were not looking at her with malice They pointed and laughed at the feathery mess that her wings were. She wasn't a bird. She didn't know how to keep them well-groomed, so they called her names like Featherbrain and Wobblefoot because she wasn't very good at running anymore. Most of the time, she tried to avoid everyone but her parents. All the securities that she used to have were gone, and she couldn't remember anything likable about herself. To add to all of her grief, she had to constantly carry the burden of guilt and shame because she had been responsible for her father losing his position with the herd. Petra honestly thought that with time, Duncan would at least reinstate her father into his rightful position of healer of the herd, but he did not. Instead, Petra's family continued to be ignored at the back of the herd with the old and sick horses, who were frankly rather pesky and annoying. Now, she and her parents couldn't eat, sleep, or even stand next to any horses, but those horses already at the back of the column. And she couldn't believe that her father didn't even get a new role within the herd. Pretty much every other horse had a job. Barton, was left to find his own way. And that he did. Petra couldn't see it through her sadness, but her parents really didn't mind being at the back of the herd. Barton spent all of his free time talking with the old and frail horses about any problems they might have and giving advice on how they could feel better. He made them salves for their arthritic calves and knees and fashioned braces for the horses who could barely keep up with the speed of the herd. Petra had never learned how to ruin, how to run with them, and every day someone laughed at her. Even the ever-present flock of birds in the sky seemed to mock her with their knack, cuckoo, cuckoo noises. They would fly with speed and grace. Petra could not run like a horse, or fly like a bird. Petra, your wings are beautiful. And one day you'll learn how to use them, her parents would say. But Petra didn't listen. They are only saying that because they are my parents, thought Petra. Petra couldn't see it, but her parents really liked life at the back of the herd. They liked not being watched by the master all the time. They also really liked humping the horses who were sick and tired all the time and had bad legs. Petra's father, Barton, would encourage the older horses and run behind them to make sure that they didn't get hurt. Ebony, Petra's mom, would run beside older female horses who were used to being ignored all the time. Ebony and Barton had found their place in the herd. Yes, Petra didn't see her parents' happiness. All she saw was the empty place at the head of the column. And that, my friends, is the end of chapter four. I promise you tomorrow morning I will try to be on top of this and read chapter five early early in the morning so that you guys will have all day to read along with me and oh goodness I am so tired this fairy has just been such a busy girl all day I am just so tired um so tomorrow we will be reading chapter five the weak and the frail and again this book is by Lindsay Sp- Stanley. Her last, her first name is spelled L-Y-N-D-S-A-Y. Her last name is spelled S-T-A-N-L-E-Y. And I believe that she has other books that she has written. If you look for her on Amazon, you should find her author page and a list of her books. I know that um, she works for uh, or or runs stone press publishing so that's another way of looking her up and she is um, out of ontario canada so those are all like little clues on being able to find her there's um her email which i believe is lindsay at gmail.com and you can find her on bookstoread.com, Facebook, Bookbub, and Goodreads. These are all great places to find books by Lindsay Stanley. Other books by Lindsay Stanley. Children's Fiction. Let's see. She's written The Jittery Jostled Journey of Morley the Moose, a children's picture book series, the heartwarming and epic adventure of Morley the Moose set in prehistoric times. That one sounds fun. She's written an adult fiction book called The Wooded Expanse, which is a science fiction novel, and Grief Mountain, a psychological thriller. And there's more to come. Follow the author for special sneak peeks into her upcoming books. And she's just, I'm really enjoying her writing style. I love that the chapters are like little nibbles. They're not huge, giant meals they're they're nice little snacks that you can kind of take in a little bit of the story and then the next day read a little bit more so tomorrow we'll read we'll read chapter five and um yeah just exciting things are happening i have some possible new news coming up but i will hold on to it until i've got a confirmation about it but it, it might involve some public television stuff Um, Here in Maryland, which would be super exciting, but we'll see I'm not going to jinx it yet So I'm gonna I'm gonna keep a hush-hush on the rest of it, and I'll let you know what happens and um, Other than that I'm starting to get things squared away here, and I think that sometime next week I should be able to set up my set and Get my silly fairy self together and do some fairy reading um, for children's books that have pictures in them picture books that i can share with you guys on youtube and facebook so that is my plan is by next week to be up and running and be able to do some story times i hope i hope i hope Um, yes so i will read with you tomorrow thank you for joining me and again, if you like to be a supporter of Tea Fairy Storytime, you can always go to anchor.fm or you can email me at teafairystorytime at gmail.com. And that T is spelled like the kind you drink. T-E-A-F-A-I-R-Y-S-T-O-R-Y-T-I-M-E at gmail.com. And if you email me there, if you're a new author, that's a great way of getting in contact with me. If you have ideas or if you have any feedback, that's a great way of getting in contact with me. Or if you would like to make a donation, um, I can set you up with my PayPal and my Venmo, which that email address is not connected to, but I can get you the email addresses that are connected to it so that you can make a donation to help keep broadcasting alive for Tea Fairy Storytime. Uh, podcast and tea fairy and friends story times and adventures on Facebook and YouTube. All right, folks, that's it for the evening. Be well, sleep well. I will talk to you tomorrow. I will read with you tomorrow. Thank you for joining me. Bye.